Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Strefford and Chat. It's just good vibes, boys. Um, just, just totally destroyed uh, Leeds United 6-2. Um, pretty open game, to be honest. It's it's exactly, I guess, how Max, uh, I mean, totally predicted. Um, you know, I, for one, I'm just happy we had a home win, a convincing home win for once. A home win. Wow. It's it. it I mean, it's a Christmas miracle. Uh Happy days at Old Trafford once again. Um, I mean, man, what a game. I mean, when's the last time you saw a game like that? Like end to end, uh, I just, I was glued to the TV from start to finish. What a game. Yeah, I, I actually can't remember the last time I saw a match like this. But like I was telling you this, but like this is how football should be played. And we're only happy because we're winning. But yeah, I like, mean, uh, yeah, because yeah, we're, we're on the better side of the 6-2 here. But yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, like I kind of alluded to it last podcast, right? The fact that I think I thought that this game would play in our favor because I mean, no matter who you are, if you're Liverpool or Burnley or I guess Sheffield, um, Leeds is going to go straight at you no matter no matter who you are, right? And no matter what the scoreline is, and we saw that in this game. I mean, they were guns a-blazing um, right straight from the start of the match, which, you know, shot them in the foot a little bit and then they just kept going at us when they were down four nothing they kept going at us five one kept going at us six one kept going at us and that made for such an entertaining game fun to watch man. I, I mean i i respect it but yeah it's just the the amount of praise that marcelo bielsa is getting for losing six one or six two it's kind of ridiculous in my opinion. I know there, there's this strange love affair with uh with the league the pundits the players with and and the manager specifically um, with with Marcelo Bielsa. And I mean, okay, granted, if you're getting praise from all these world-class managers like Guardiola, Klopp, whoever, then of course, like they know what they're talking about. So Bielsa is, of course, he's a great, great manager. But there's also the point that he's maybe a little bit naive thinking that he can kind of play this way against every single team, especially a team like Manchester United with like all our offensive power. I mean, he got he got punished today. I just don't think they have the quality in their back line in order to play like that. It, I think that's like the way that Bielsa plays is like Mourinho's worst nightmare. It's just like zero defending at all. I think they'll stay up in the Premier League because they're just so good going forward. They're, they'll feast on other teams like, you know, Sheffield, Arsenal, and, you know, Burnley. Yeah, yeah. they'll be fine. <laughs> Did you squeeze in Arsenal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man the arsenal fans are coming in once again and they haven't even played yeah man oh, no, no, no. but it's it's so weird because you know Ole was obviously you know rightfully so getting roasted for um being destroyed 6-1 by tottenham but it's just like so much praise for being down so much and being they were just cut open like it's you know as as well as we played I think Leeds was just so um, tailor tailor fit tailor suited for us, you know. Um, yeah, I, they were just asking for it at that point. Yeah, like they they had yeah. no one in the middle. I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean usually with uh, with like really strong teams, we kind of play more uh, reserved, or if we play weaker teams, they all sit back and you know do a, do a low block, and we can't break it down. Um, but Leeds played us face to face, man to man, and we were the better team and. Every time we beat one of their players or they made a mistake, we ultimately found ourselves in a huge amount of space and we punished them every time. I mean, if you looked at the 
stats for this game, right? In terms of all the shots, the shots on target. Um, I mean, I don't know when when's the last time you saw that many combined shots uh, in a game. That I mean, that was it was crazy. What was it? I mean, so we had 26 shots and 14 on target, and Leeds had 17, but only three on target. Yeah. It was crazy. And another, just a quick little funny stat. Uh, Leeds had 23 crosses that game. Guess how many crosses we had? Probably less than five. Correct, one. Wow. One cross, that's it. So very different. I actually don't really remember many crosses. Well, there weren't. There was only one. Exactly. <laughs> so. uh, very different ways of, 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 of attacking, for sure. Yeah, we were just going straight through. I mean, like, if you watch the replays, like, the midfield was just so wide open. Like, let's talk about, like, Scott's first two goals. Like, he just, he bombed forward. And Scott played like a man. Like Scott like, Dino. <laughs> Scott Odinio, as Bruno would say. Scott... Man, he definitely cannot play like this every match. But I mean, yeah, I mean, he doesn't. Oh. I mean, this this was definitely out of the ordinary. I, you know, credit to him though, and fair play. He definitely saw the space. Those first two goals, he just saw the space in front of him just open up, and and his eyes just went, you know, like like a kid in a candy store, and he just and he just ran up the pitch and, and took those those spaces, and he punished them with two goals, and those two midfielders that were responsible for, you know, the spaces in front of the center backs, they both got subbed off at halftime, right? Yeah, they were fall, they fell asleep in the second goal, for sure. When, like, when Scott made, a, like, another bombing forward and then, um, honestly, really nice touch for the finish. Oh, man. Okay, so, so first yeah. goal, though, first goal, I mean, fantastic strike. Interesting technique that he decided to use, like, the edge of his, uh, of his laces, like, near his toe and kind of slice it. Um, interesting. It looked good. It looked, but it looked good. Nice. It looked damn good. I mean, unstoppable keeper couldn't. He didn't move. And then, oh, this the second goal though. Oh, I mean, the take and the finish. I mean, Zidane esque. Come on, let's let's it, you know, let's face it. That was beautiful. Scotty used to play um, up up top. You know, as a striker back in the academy, apparently. So I mean, it it, it's showing. It's showing. I I just wish like he'll get he'll get more opportunities to play like this. Uh, you know, I, I doubt he will. I mean, it's because like he's he's really good at what he does, right? I mean, him and Fred have this good partnership where they kind of uh, settle things in the middle, kind of play in front of center backs, you know, don't take too many chances. But here and there, they might. Um, but I think this game was just, just an exception. I mean, like what other team is going to play us face up like that and not have the amount of quality that they need to, right? Like Leeds played us face up. Like like Liverpool would, like PSG would, um, like any amazing team would, but they just didn't have that quality at all. I think I think that was the difference, to be honest. Yeah, I. I why can't we just play Leeds every day? Every, every day. I mean, yeah. man, this is going to go down as one of like the like the classics, just the absolute classics between United and Leeds. Everybody was saying it after the game. It's a shame that there wasn't seventy five thousand supporters at Old Trafford. Uh, if it, it would have been seventy-five thousand. Would have been ten to. I mean, or yeah. not even. Yeah, it it would have been like honestly, like like fifteen to four would have been like a more representative scoreline because I think it's like fifteen eight. Like based off how shaky our back line, I wouldn't give well. them an eight. That's a bit, I mean, I, yeah. to be fair, I wouldn't give us fifteen either. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, it, it could have easily been eight two. Like um, against Arsenal, eight two. Anybody remember that? Yeah, 
And then, you know, Bruno with, uh, he just smashed it in, you know, inside the penalty box. I mean, and Bruno's got to get his goal. You know, he's got to get his goal every game. His goal penalty, merchant. Yeah. penalty merchant. Penalty merchant. And we, we scored a goal off a corner. Crazy. I mean, to be home. fair, to be fair, though, terrible defending by Leeds on that corner. Did you see that? I mean, just terrible marking. Like, no one going to the near post. And then was it like four Leeds players in between um, Martial and Lindelof. And Lindelof is wide open back post. Yeah, I they're mean, just ball watching. Yeah. They're not. It was it, it was Calvin Phillips again, ball watching, just doing absolutely nothing, and then Patrick Bamford as well, just standing there in no man's land. Um, as surprising as the set piece goal was, I think our corners have been getting a bit better. I, I you know like we almost scored against City, um, we were pretty threatening at Sheffield, and this time around it was like this time it worked out because that Lindelof set the like, training set piece that that was like basically the opposite of what could have happened against City. Like yeah. a flick towards uh to Lindelof in the in the back post. Yeah, I mean I guess offensively sure. Um I wouldn't even say that we're looking better. I think I don't know. We're still we're still not quite there yet. And even even defensively, right? We're kind of we're kind of shaky. Thing is like our our, our biggest presence, our force in the box, like if if we have a corner, right? We like Maguire is our biggest threat. But every time he heads the ball like he'll head the ball but he'll just miss every time it's a timing issue sometimes it's just straight at the keepers and sometimes he just it just skies over the net it's just, it's just the connection it's just not there yeah yeah and then leads with uh we conceded a, a yeah, goal we conceded a corner half. yeah um, good header I to mean, be fair what, what was i mean why was fred in the box yeah, no, like, hey, dude, yeah, I was telling you, like Fred was in the box marking every single corner, and with him with any Leeds player is a, is is a mismatch. I mean, he's just so much shorter than all of them, and he was marking like the second tallest guy. So it was kind of like one of those things that was bound to happen. Um, but whatever. I mean, we were up four one at the half. Like, you know, we're still pretty comfortable. However, I will say this though: we were up four one, but I think everybody thought Leeds can still get something out of this game like it yeah, wasn't so too. it wasn't like a 4-1 where it's like oh like easy game like we're like we're gonna lock this up keep possession like no it was 4-1 the game is still very much on and leads are gonna push and early beginning of the second half i mean they had a, an amazing chance and De Gea had an unreal save right it was this in swing um from outside of the box from rodriguez towards the far post to Pereira, and he kind of volleys it right at De Gea. And De Gea makes a really good reactionary save. And then it kind of bounces onto the post and then off uh, Maguire. Do you remember yeah, that? I thought it went after the shot. But Maguire was like, he kind of chested it out. Yeah, yeah. But that was like really, that was way too close for my liking. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It could have been, it could have been a 4-2 game and Leeds would have had the confidence to just keep going. It could have been a different game. It's, yeah, but it's, the it's more, just those moments, right? Yeah, the more they push, it's better for us though. Since oh, yeah, for sure. Play. Yeah. No, I mean, it made for a really entertaining game. Yeah. And... You know, in the second half, I think you know the main highlights were you know the Dan James goal. Really happy for him. Yeah, right. should we should we touch on his selection? Surprising yeah, selection, talk- right? I think uh, yeah. I, I guess the reason why Ole wanted to to pick him was for the work rate, and maybe some maybe he was a bit more motivated after his failed move to to lead a couple of years ago. But I, I didn't. I thought he played well. I, I thought he did his job. Yeah, he played um, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he played I, okay, but he got his goal, right? And I thought he like his uh his simulation yellow card was a bit harsh. I thought I thought he actually did get fouled there. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I would have honestly liked a, a, a play on there. I don't think a yellow card is justified. Like a yellow card is like there's absolutely zero contact and and you've dove just to try to get a penalty and there was for sure contact. Um, so extremely harsh. I'm surprised the ref gave it to him. And like, I think that's only the second yellow card given for simulation this season, which is ludicrous considering how many players actually dive. Um, and I don't think this was one of them. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised as you are to see a yellow card for, for Dan James. Yeah. I mean, you can still tell that he's really in terms of his form or his performances, it's not up there compared to his no. early performances from last year. However, it's honestly like a goal will do him wonders. And I think Ollie was still right to, to start him. It sure. was it was an interesting selection. I mean, I think the only reason I can think of, I really don't think Ollie cared that you know he had a botched move to Leeds or whatever. Like, I don't think Dan James had any ill intentions towards Leeds. Like, whatever, like things happen in transfers and sometimes it doesn't go through. It is what it is, but I think it was more along the lines of like like you said, it was the it was the work rate um, and the pace um, and just hitting leads on the counter because we knew that we were going to get a ton of counter opportunities, right? So it was just hitting them hitting them on the break quick, and when they had the ball, pressing them, right? Because Dan James just he just runs. He's like a he's like a little bee. He just he just runs everywhere. Um, so yeah, I mean Mason would have helped like going forward, but probably not so much uh, pressing. Yeah, but I, I I think that if Greenwood started though, I think he would have also had a field day with Leeds. I think uh, he would have had a, yeah. you know, among those fourteen shots, I would have liked to see Greenwood get two or three of those, and I think one of them would be a goal for sure. Um, but regardless, I'm happy that Dan James got his goal. You know, never a bad thing to see a player that doesn't play so much bag bagging a goal. Um, Really, again, a good play by McTominay, right? Kind of marching up the field, um, beating one or two players. And in my opinion, like the pass into Dan James, I don't think that was meant for Dan James. I think that was for Bruno. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think so. Because he kind of, because like he kind of looked up. The way he looked up, he like looked up far post. Like he 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 didn't lock eyes with Dan James. Like I I think he was trying to chip it. And he kind of botched the pass. But Dan, you don't Dan think Scott Odinio is capable of a no look pass like that? <sighs> hey, man. Don't disrespect Scott Odinio. You're right. I mean, he is the re- reincarnation of Zinedine Zidane. What am I thinking? Uh, You're yeah. right. <laughs> how, how, how could you disrespect him like that? <laughs> and, then, and then, obviously, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be a Manchester United win without a Bruno Fernandez penalty. Um, oh, yeah. I just love it. I just love it so much. Ri- rival fans' tears just continue to pour in. But. I mean, it was a defo. It was definitely a penalty, right? I mean, there's no question yeah. about it. And I felt like Martial and Marcus could have had goals too. Martial had a bunch of chances he couldn't bury. Oh man, let's yeah, let's talk about Martial. Let's. This was, in my opinion, this was Anthony Martial's best game. Best, best game, of the game but also he could have done more. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. He was through, and I think the keeper he he got a foot on the on a shot. Like he has to bury that. And there's another. I think there's another chance that I can't remember, but. I think he had at least two chances in the second half. And then Marcus was playing. I mean, oh, like oh, we were, yeah. before well, we actually yeah, talk about wait, we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. here. Okay, let's, let's, let's take it back. Let's relax. Keep it zen. Um, Anthony Marshall. Okay, so I understand your point. He, yes, he botched a couple finishes for sure. And again, that's like a lack of confidence thing. 
you know, we want to see him finishing those. But I think that in terms of like his contribution in the game, in terms of, you know, link up play, hold up play, um, causing problems, running in behind. I mean, I, I think it was brilliant. I, th- I think he caused leads a lot of issues and he contributed to a lot of the goals. Most of them, if not. Yeah, he's looking a bit better. I think he's getting more confidence, you know, after that Sheffield match, finally got the first goal. Yeah, I, I think it's it's only going to get better from here, for sure. And he's going to have to play quite a bit if Cavani's suspension holds up, you know. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. they do end up banning him. Yeah, I don't know when that takes yeah. into effect. Yeah, I, I'd assume it's still under investigation. I'm not really sure what's about to happen. I mean, I think I think they charged him, but I think it's up to us if we want to appeal it. And um, if we if we do appeal it, like, and we're not successful, it might be more than three games or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, and whatever. Let's talk about Marcus. Marcus MBE man. He's and uh, hey, shout out to him. He won a uh, BBC award. Yeah, one of the BBC awards yesterday. Was that Personality of the Year? No, that was Lewis. Uh, Lewis won the actual Sports Personality of the Year award, but I think Marcus won a special one. Experts panel, whatever that means. They just made an award just so Marcus can have one, and (laughs) I don't really mind it. Yeah, he absolutely deserves some recognition. But Marcus is evolving in front in front of our eyes, dude. Yeah, I was. I mean, I I told you this after the game, right? I mean, even even after the Sheffield game, okay. Against Sheffield, he looked dangerous, dangerous. He was he was beating players, um, causing issues in and around the box. And again against Leeds, he was just absolutely, you know. Again, it was it was it was like Bambi on ice for 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 some of these Leeds defenders. They were terrified of him. You know his his body feints. You know from going one side to the other, like they're getting sharper. His his shot fakes are getting sharper. Um, he's creating space for himself a lot better. His his change of pace is is a lot sharper. I mean, man, he is like I can see improvements here. I can see big improvements. Like there, it's as if he has a sniper on top of the stadium, and then these defenders are just getting shot down. They're like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but he looks more patient. If is you know, um, and he looks more sure of himself. I don't. It's just like lately, right? You've noticed this too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like, a certain really, aura about him. Yeah. When, he's, when he's on the pitch right now, you know, like he, he is causing issues, man. And I love to see it because before, I mean, again, cause he's still so young, man. He still has lots, uh, a long way to go, but when he was younger, right, he was kind of more, more timid and he would kind of relied on his pace a bit more and he wouldn't necessarily take players on. Um, but now it's like he gets the ball and he's, and he's just going to attack you, you know? And I, and I love that. And he still has his pace. Man, I don't know. He he has such a high ceiling, Marcus Rashford, and I'm I'm really excited uh, to see him in the next four or five years. What kind of player he he develops into, and you know, fingers crossed, he stays with Manchester United because we need to protect him at all costs. Oh, he's not leaving. There's, no, I there's no way. It's 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 unlikely, but you never know, right? Things happen, and you know, like he, he'd have to play like Jesse in order to to leave. I think. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, apart from that, let's talk about... Oh, yeah, Leeds had a second goal. It was a banger, to be honest, top corner. But why why, why give him so much space? You know, that's kind of on... Was it McGuire and Juan Bissaka? Yeah, I mean, that was just a series of, of mistakes, right? Like, even De Gea, when he cleared the ball, um, he kind of rushed it. He he could have just passed it to Lindelof, which he was right in front of him. And even 
like Lindolf was like yelling at De Gea, like, "Hey, man, like I'm right here. You don't need to, don't need to clear it, right?" Um, yeah. But yeah, and hell then, of a finish. Yeah. Hell of a finish. Uh, you know, a player sw- swings it in. I think it's Jack Harrison plays a really nice ball. Um, Lindelof is like out of position essentially because yeah. he thought he was going to get the ball. And then, yeah, the players just back off, back off, back off, and he gets an easy, easy shot at, at goal. I mean, again, just a series of unfortunate events there, but uh, I'm not too bothered by it. Yeah. I mean, overall, overall, I was so happy. I think this is a very well deserved result, and we need this, like, we need this confidence. Definitely. Forward. But this also really highlights just how still like we're, we're lacking defensively and, you know, um, the concentration is sometimes not there. I think a better team oh, is yeah. going to punish us I mean, even more so. Don't get me wrong. There's still, there's still a lot of things that, that, that we can improve on, right? There's no question about it. Um, we're nowhere near a finished product. And I mean, okay, so I guess this kind of takes us into the bigger picture. So let's kind of look at the table and let's kind of think about what our ambitions are for the rest of the league. Because after this game, I saw lots of tweets um, from some pretty recognizable Manchester United fan accounts saying, you know, talking, whispering about a title charge. 21 is coming. (laughs) And I disagree with that. I think that's premature. I don't think we're anywhere near title contenders. Um, I think we're closer. I think we're trending in a good. We're trending in a good direction, but we're nowhere near title contenders, uh, in my opinion. So I don't want us to get carried away. Uh, you know, I'm just so happy that I think it's been years since we've been sort of in title contention around Christmas. It's crazy though. It's so crazy to think that it's already around Christmas. Like, what is it? Halfway, almost halfway through the season already, right? No, no, no. We started a bit later. Yeah, we started later, yeah. but I think it's condensed. Yeah. Do we finish later? I'm not sure we finish later. I think it might be the same. So because we're there's about a Euro, 13, right? Yeah. So we're not halfway through technically because uh, we've, we've only played 13 or 14 matches. Right, but um, before the new year, there's still, what, like two Premier League games to play? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, Leicester so- and... Who else? I forgot. Uh, Leicester and Wolves. Wolves. Oh, yeah. my God. See... This is a, this is this is exactly why I'm also very hesitant because Leicester and Wolves they're they're both very good sides. But man, to be and honest with you, I like our odds against Leicester and Wolves. I think Wolves have been our bogey team for a while. Wolves don't look that good with uh, w- without um, uh, Jimenez. Or? Yeah, without Jimenez, uh, they look a bit lost, man. They lost, I mean, today. They lost today. They yeah. lost against Burnley, and I watched a little bit of the game, and they didn't look. They didn't look that threatening going forward. Yeah, but anytime one of these sides play Man United, they'll, they'll yeah, be more yeah, motivated. Yeah, yeah that, I mean, that, that goes yeah. without saying. But, you know, I mean, again, like like I said, I like where we're trending. We're on a good run of form. We're playing some decent football. Um, and, I mean, you know, we, we can crack on here. Uh, these are winnable games against Leicester and Wolves. So if we win that, it puts us in a really good position going into the new year. So this makes me think about, you know, how um, the opposition will sort of set up against us in the future. Because I think by now, I think everyone in the league knows just how good we are going forward. They can't so maybe deny that, our offensive yeah, talent. Yeah, definitely not. But, you know, after watching the Leeds match, it sort of reminds me of how Pep and Frank were so cautious in, in our previous matches yeah. earlier in the year. Like, 
they were clearly, I think both managers were clearly concerned about getting hit on the counter, especially Pep, because Pep already knows he saw it last year. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's where so, we're most dangerous. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, I just like, I'm now it begs the question, like, I'm really curious, like how we would do against Liverpool. Yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to play them eventually, right? I'm not too sure when exactly, because we haven't played January them this 17th. January 17th. Date. Okay. You marked the date. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, cause we haven't played them yet. Right. So yeah. we still got to play them two times here. So yeah, January 17th and then May 1st. Um, I mean, okay. I think so the Leeds is an outlier. It's an exception. There's only one Leeds in this league table that's going to play like that. It's going to play a straight up. Um, I think to an extent Liverpool is still obviously they're going to come come at us because they're the better team. Um, but uh, like they're still organized defensively, right? Like they're they're not going to give us as much space as Leeds did. Um, they're going to be more organized. They're going to be more calculated with the chances they do take. Um, like it's, it's, it's different. Leeds is just this outlier. Um, like we can't focus too much on the fact that we beat them six, two, we're an amazing, amazing team. Uh, like Leeds just, again, they just played us face to face and they exposed the fact that we have incredible talent going forward and we out, we outscored them. It was a shootout and we outshot them. (laughs) That's just, uh, it, it is what it is. You know, yeah, I, I I do wonder if if Klopp will sit back against United because we're playing at Anfield first. He's not going to sit back. There's there's no way, right? So that that actually helps us, just knowing how we play. I know, but okay, but then you got to think like how how are we going to play, and we're going to play very defensive as well. You know what I mean? So we won't have as many chances going forward because we're playing more defensive. Right, but we will have our chances, and we've become better at. <laughs> We've become better at those type of matches. Like the same thing has happened against City, like last year. I mean, I'm just looking and at this year. This was without Bruno. I'm just like, looking at this year. I'm just looking at our results against those top teams, and it's it's winless, right? So we don't create lots of chances against these teams. These really good teams. So I think the approach is we just got to bully all the other smaller teams, and you know, I think I mean, it draws okay. But again, yeah. no other team is going to play like Leeds did. They're all they're all going to sit back. They're all going to um, put ten bodies behind the ball and then try to try to break on us on, on the counter. And that's the winning formula against teams like United, teams like Liverpool and City. Yeah. Leeds just don't Leeds just don't subscribe to that at all. <laughs> I'm just so happy. Like we've we've been on this winning streak uh, in away matches. Yeah, tremendous historic winning streak. Uh, Remember at the beginning of the year, we were like, oh man, we already had three losses already. I know. Right? Yeah. And now we've just been on a roll. It's just, I mean, great. I mean, it, it, it was troubling at first, right? Three losses already. Like yeah. in the first, it, what was it? Like four or five games. I mean, that's troubling. Um, but since then we haven't lost. Uh, we haven't lost since um, November, beginning of November against Arsenal. Um, and it makes a huge difference having a proper preseason. And I think. Arsenal have, let's, you know, okay, we won't talk about Arsenal too much. It's not an Arsenal slander podcast. I, I swear to God, we're a Manchester United podcast. It's always an Arsenal slander podcast. But they have eight losses, and last season they had a total of 10, I, th- I, I believe. No, 10 or 12. I think we might have had 10. Anyways, already eight losses, and they're playing Chelsea next in the Premier League. Oof, 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 oof. 
you know, I'm just hoping for a draw between those two. Yeah, because you kind of because we kind of want both to. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Arsenal at this point, just for the banter. I mean, they're, they're you know they're they're no threat to us in the top right now, but yeah, just the, just the banter would be so just oh man, just the content. Who do Arsenal play after? I think I think it was another tough opponent, right? I think I think it's a bit easier for them actually. I think I think it's Brighton. I think it's Brighton. After Chelsea, yes, Brighton. Okay, Brighton, West Brom, Newcastle, Crystal Palace. Mm, okay, yeah. Newcastle, or sorry, Newcastle in the FA Cup, Crystal Palace, Newcastle EPL, Southampton, and then us again, January thirtieth. I swear to God, if we don't beat Arsenal, oh man, we riot. Oh, they might be a better man. team by then. I mean, they 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 could you know they could have a good run of results because they have a couple easy games after Chelsea. I'm gonna be so pissed if we lose. <laughs> Anyways, so, regardless, I mean, if going back to us, I mean, we're we have a game in hand, twenty six points. If we win that game against Burnley, that would put us at twenty nine, two points behind Liverpool, fourteen games into the season. I mean, you would take that, right? Yeah, I guess it kind of. I want to move the conversation to what happens in January, and I think per Fabrizio Romano, uh, the deal for Emma Diallo um, has been completed. Paperwork is all done. And he's joining United at the beginning of January. Sure. He's our savior. <laughs> oh my God. Don't don't do that. But well, I, I'm gonna say we need a we need a center back. We really do need a center back. Okay. Do you really think we're gonna get any business done in January? I think there's gonna be absolutely nothing happening in January for us. I'm sorry. There's I just think nothing. There will be. I think there will be. Interesting. Do you okay, here's another question. Who do you think is going to be the the most active in this January transfer window? If you asked me like a month ago, I would have said Liverpool because we weren't really sure. Yeah, the injuries. But they're looking just fine. I know. Kudos to them. Looking just fine. But like if there's any way we could we could get Upama Kano, right? <laughs> it's I not gonna happen. have to go for it. <laughs> not gonna happen. Not not in January, man. Yeah. Hey, you know, isn't it weird? Like, you know, thinking about the Sancho saga, like he's not playing very well at Dortmund right now. Yeah, and neither are Dortmund. That's another that's another topic. Yeah, Dortmund's like fifth, I think, in the league. They already have a um I don't know how many over five losses. Um and Jaden Sancho is scoreless and uh he looks pretty bad and he's he's getting not bad, but he's just not contributing, right? So he's getting lots of bad press and now they're you know, there's the there's the talk about Oh, he's thinking about United. He wants to be elsewhere. You know what I would love to see us do? I would love, I would just love it if in the summer we just go to Dortmund and we say, here's 30 million. <laughs> Take it or leave it. That's Power what I wanted move. to ask. Like, could we actually get him for less next year if he keeps this up? Oh, or do we even want him next year? I mean, yes, because he's a fantastic player, but not for 120 million. Are you out of your mind? You know, I don't. I, th- I think they'll still hold up for 80, around 80. That's my. And yeah, like somehow, I mean, 120 yeah. is ludicrous, man. Like even when he was playing all like really well, it's just still ludicrous. I mean, 20 goals and 20 assists last season was pretty good output. I'd say that's worth 120 million. That's just my, so my thoughts. Uh, I guess I'd say 120 million. Value. Yeah, I'd say 120 million was was fair because he's only 20 right so that's our right winger position set for the next eight 
years, eight, 10 years. Yeah, but years. we said the same thing with Pogba and look how that turned out. Yeah, I don't think Sancho's a bit of a diva like Pogba is. Hey, and- Pogba's not a diva, man. I don't see Pogba as a diva. I've seen worse players. You're just saying nah, that because he I, likes to be flashy with his haircuts. No, no, no. And he has a bad that, I love, No, I love his haircuts, but I think I think his his conduct off the field with his agent is just it's just not right. Like no player should be convinced to stay at United. No one like like can you think of a player that's been just as disrespectful? You know, like and healthy Maria. He got robbed. <laughs> I, I I think there's more to that. As much as I hate him, I do probably understand why he left. You're defending Angel Di Maria. Should we just end the podcast right here? No, no, no. I'm just saying that Paul has just created so much unnecessary drama, and he is definitely responsible for that. Like at the at the end of the day, he controls. Um, his agent represents him, right? It doesn't take much. Okay, I, listen, to- listen, 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 Chris. I don't we. have We've gone down this this path before. I don't want to. I don't want to get too too deep in. Uh, Not even this. our best players like De Gea. He when he could have left, like he didn't say anything to the press. He was being super respectful about it, and I would have been okay with him going to Madrid. Ronaldo even stayed an extra year. Okay, we all knew he wanted to go, but I don't think he created any fuss around it. I mean, uh, players create fuss all the time when their contracts run up. I mean, not all the time, but, uh, you know, players that you don't expect. Like, like when, when Wayne, Wayne Rooney was public about leaving, he, he caused a big old fuss about leaving and going to Chelsea or Barcelona. That was a big old fuss. He was, he was like a legend, a club legend. And he yeah, created he drama. Constantly, though. That's like, even, even Steven Gerrard did, will almost... Like didn't do it. He's, he hasn't done it constantly, right? It's just I mean, because, he's like, it's at least three or four occasions, like big occasions that like... Pogba has hinted about okay you know like okay yeah but one was more of a misquote I wouldn't say it was him hinting like oh I want to leave it was more of a misquote and then but yeah his the, the agent comments yes that's wrong of course that's wrong but anyways right. and his brothers don't help right <laughs> whatever whatever you, you you could get into the weeds but all, all that being said you didn't answer my question who is going to be the busiest club in the January oh. transfer window uh let's see if chelsea if they feel like they need to throw money at their problems then maybe them but i don't know how they could improve um maybe city if city continue to be um to have this sort of slow start to to the year i think they could probably sign someone city but then again who's who's available I mean, that's the thing. There honestly hasn't been a lot of chatter about the the, the window so far, and I haven't heard any rumors about uh, incoming incoming players or signings. Um, I mean, if if you think about who's going to be the busiest, who needs it the most, I'd look at the teams at the bottom. Maybe a team like Sheffield might need some reinforcements. Um, Even Arsenal could have spent. No, I think about it. Yeah, but Arsenal kind of notorious not not spending, right? I mean. But they, I've heard, you know, in the news, I think their director or whatever, like they did say there is money to spend. Oh, did he? I, I don't know. I yeah. didn't hear that. But if if, if, if if he said that, then they sure as hell need it. Uh, I mean, they just need to tear everything down. You know what? Just go down to the championship. Just figure it out from there. That's tear like, it all down and rebuild. Yeah, yeah exactly. Get some draft picks, you know? 
<laughs> just like, like just like the MLS, they draft picks. Like I'm, yeah, I'm sure they won't get relegated. Like there's no way. No, there's no way. I don't. I'm, uh, I'm just saying that as the anti-jinx. There's no way they'll get relegated. <laughs> oh, you scum! Absolute scum. Okay, yeah, they'll, they'll definitely stay up. <laughs> wink, wink. Chris is currently winking really, really hard right now. Um, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's the anti-jinx. Gotcha. I wish them all the best. They'll, they'll make it to, uh, you know, they'll bounce back. Top six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean they're they're gonna finish like eighth or ninth or some something like that probably. Um, but you know, anyways, we we should probably keep it to a minimum. Let's keep. I think we've done our Arsenal digs. Wait one second. So they already have eight losses. You said yes. Like actually eight losses. That's actually surreal to me. I know. No, because I I like I checked last season like how many losses they got. Wow, and, man, they are. I mean, on pace for eight, 16 losses. <laughs> That's terrible. I love it. I love uh, it. Okay, yeah, we'll move on. Okay, so yeah. moving on. So um, let's talk a little bit about our midweek game, which is a bit of an interesting one. A quarterfinal League Cup game uh, against Everton. Calustri. Yeah, so let's talk about the lineup because, in my opinion, I'd like to see a lot of changes. Um, I'd like to see... Because, you know, I mean, considering that we have a game on the weekend, right? We're playing Wednesday and we have a game on, I think it's Saturday. Oh, no, it's Sunday. Okay. No, it's Saturday, I think. It's Boxing Day, isn't it? The Luster match? It's Boxing Correct. Day? But I think Boxing Day is a Saturday. Yes. Boxing Day is a Saturday. So we play, yeah, so Wednesday and then Saturday. So I'd like to see some changes in the rotation. And I, so, okay, so let's, let's, Start from the back and work our way up. Okay. Let's start at the goalkeeper. So obviously, put just throw in Hendo at this point. Lee Grant. <laughs> Come on, Lee Grant. Away the lads. Okay, no. So Henderson, uh, goalie. I mean, I think Maguire to start because he starts every single game. He doesn't care. Uh, I think that's just a given. Um, I'd probably still do... Maguire and Lindelof, center back, right? I mean, who else would you put as a center back? Is, is Twanzevi injured or something? What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I, was he in the squad? That's a that's a good question. Wait, who are our yes. backup center backs? Bayi, but they're all injured. <laughs> they're not. That's the thing. They're not. They just they're just not playing right now. I mean, granted, the bench. If uh, if you play Bayi one game, he will get injured. That's just a given. That's just yeah. That's inevitable i mean he's just born on on the treatment room but okay regardless let's let's just keep going here so if if i want to see williams in the back line okay whatever so we'll put we'll put williams right back give aaron Juan bisaka a break um left back fosu mensa let's just go crazy let's just put everybody Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah fosu mensa left back um i swear to god if i see shaw or teas starting <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna be so mad at all i mean teas might teas might play to be honest but and then we put Pogba in the midfield. Van de Beek. Fuck. Van, Van yeah, de Beek yeah. in, in the 10. Matic and Pogba. And um, and then on the wing, who would you want to see on the wing? Uh, Green, Greenwood gets a, gets a start. 33. You know what? I'm down. I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Start Pilistri and Greenwood. And Cavani, right? Yeah, and Cavani. Boom. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Cavani is going to... This might be Cavani's last game in a while for about a month, probably. Like, yeah, I think so. so yeah, um, I totally agree with you. Um, 
I, I think it's the perfect game for uh, for Palistri to um, to show up. Now, to be honest, um, with Greenwood not playing, not starting earlier, I think it might be a good round of fitness for Mason as well. Uh, let me see who else could play. I mean, could you imagine if Dan James starts again after all that? Because he played the full ninety minutes, right? So, you know, I like I he could, but I mean, I guess the main point that I'm trying to make is I just want, I just want uh, Ole to make a ton of substitutions here, and because keep in mind we we have a really busy schedule, okay, very busy. Yeah, yeah. The next couple of games, the next couple of leave games are crucial, so I just want him to make some rotations. I don't want to see Rashford playing. I don't want to see Bruno playing. Oh my god. <laughs> Please no. Um, Fred, Fred and McTominay can honestly, because I just think that their fitness is is fine. But I think Bruno and Rashford need a break. To be honest with you, there's no way uh, Scott should be playing because he had that groin injury. Oh right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Rest. I don't know if he's okay or not, but yeah, I'd rather right. I'd rather him be ready for Lester along Rest with Fred. Rest Scott, you know what? I mean, Marshall could get a shout just to get his confidence going. Maybe still just yeah, get some goals. But honestly, Pogba is a good shout because he's that he you know he's good enough to win a game by himself, I guess, right? So we don't need to put all all our best you know players in our best formation. Well, we're we're sort of lucky because when you when you looked at our lineup against Leeds, right? That's probably uh, our best lineup, right? Um, and you look at our bench, and that's like two hundred and fifty million on the bench. It's not. It's not Andreas Pereira or Ashley Young, oh or Jesse Lingard on the, on the bench. Lane, like you know what I mean? It's like it's Pogba, it's Cavani, it's Van de Beek, um, just you know, star-studded. So let's utilize this. I mean, and also, I mean, this is my opinion. I don't know if you share it, but Lee Cup couldn't care less. So if we lose, it, whatever. It is what it is. The only downside is if we lose is like, oh, like you, you never want to lose a game because obviously we're in a good run of form here. So if you lose a game, it knocks your confidence or whatever, how much it would, I don't know, but man, this is not an important game in the grand scheme of things. I mean, if we lose, I hope we don't, I hope we can still win with their B squad. Um, maybe we could actually play our game in hand in January. Yeah. But the point is play the B squad because we should rest up players for this upcoming busy holiday schedule. Yeah, come on, Ole, please. <laughs> yeah. Please. Okay, yeah. so I think we're probably going to wrap it up there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, catch us I'm again. Not sure, yeah, Should I'm not we, sure if I have an episode on... It's Christmas Eve if we do. You know what? It's the holidays, yeah. so I think we're probably going to skip the pod for the Everton, and we're going to talk about it um, after the Leicester game. So uh, you guys can catch us back uh, on Sunday. Um, I mean, until then... Happy holidays, everyone. Stay safe. Uh, remember, if you are listening, please go follow us on Twitter where we post some dank memes uh, and some funny content at Stratford Chat. Yeah, uh, some of our tweets have been going viral, actually, and our, our follower count has been increasing. So, yeah, I think I think it's quadrupled since the last time we've we've spoken. So, I mean, if that just doesn't show that this this show is just exploding. Uh, I don't know what does. I mean, the stats are there to back it up, right, Chris? Yeah, we're about to go viral. Just, just watch the space. Just watch on it. Stratford and Chat. Uh, we're signing out. Um, I've been Max and Chris, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. All right, bye, guys. <laughs>